Woo, 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 woo. AK hey. in the house for Mason today. Ireland is here. So I did not know your uh, history with Jenna Fisher, so I'm oh, guessing yeah. you're a big Office fan. Yes, I am. All right, so you guys know Ryan Rosillo, right? Of course. Mm-hmm. The biggest and maybe only argument I've ever had with Rosillo is he is convinced and will defend his argument that the character of Pam Beasley in The Office is evil. I've heard this. That, you know, she's kind of America's sweetheart. She, yeah. she finally ends up with John Krasinski with Jim, and Rosillo's take is, hold it. <laughs> she was engaged to Roy, yes. her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. She cheats on him behind his back, goes with Jim, who had a girlfriend. Jim was with Rashida Jones. Yep. Yes. Breaks up that relationship, and then basically emasculates Jim for the whole second half of the <laughs> office and makes him do whatever she wants. And he's he, he, a bad take. Yeah, he says that he doesn't understand why she's popular because she's kind of evil. The other the other thing I heard I was watch I was listening to. Uh, do you guys ever ever listen to the Rewatchables podcast? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So basically, it's Bill Simmons and all the folks at Grantland go back over the old Ringer movies. Ringer. Oh, thank you, Grantland. Wow, that's old school. Uh, that was Bill's last site. So. Um, at the ringer, three of the girls, I think it was Mallory Rubin and Juliet Lippman. The other weird take is that Becca from Pitch Perfect okay. is horrible. She's the lead. That's yeah. Anna Kendrick's That's character. Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick in that movie is our bad friend, bad daughter, That's true. bad girlfriend. I'll sign up for that one. I'll sign up for that Bad everything one. Well, that she's just and their whole the whole list of the she she comes out of that movie as kind of the hero. Their whole take is Becca sucks. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm far more agreeable to that than I, anything I think negative about Jenna Fisher. The, ne- I think never, the, never, never. The Pam and Jim thing. The reason why I get the take, but it's because they had the history. Is because he leaves that office and has to go to the was in the New York right, office. She, that's another point of Priscilla's. He ruined his life to the. She ruined his life to the point <laughs> he where he had to down. leave town to just to get away from her. But he, and then when he came, comes back, right? She basically goes out of her way to sabotage the relationship Correct. she has with Rashida Jones. Right. And she she Good. screws over Roy, who admittedly had a temper. Well, you you guys have heard before. <laughs> I, I guess it would be sort of the alternate fan fiction, or however you want to put this. That in the Karate Kid, Daniel Larusso is really the villain. It's not the alternate version; it's the truth. Right? Like, because if you you know they present Wait, which this, one? The, the first one. The first one. How is he the Let's villain? Because Let's hear it. Because all Let's they're doing is they, they come down to the beach. He picks a fight with Billy Zabka. Then he ruins his joint at the dance. Then he goes out of his way to constantly antagonize. They never pick on him in the, and in the until he starts picking on in them. In the beginning, too, you hear... What are you talking about? Wait a minute. What he about gets the picked Halloween on, does party? He, yeah, doesn't he right. get picked he, on the he, whole time? He, he actually started it. He does. He, he actually They're in the bathroom rolling a joint. Yeah. He's the Minding one who puts the hose in there and soaks it. That's when they attack him after they ruin his joint. Plus, at the top I gotta go of back it, and watch. at the top of it too, when you first see Johnny, Johnny Lawrence, and you know the moped gang, um, he's talking about how it's his senior year. He just wants to get it together. He turns down a beer, yeah. like he's offered a beer. Maybe he had a problem before <laughs> parting too hard. He just wants to get things together during his senior year. And Larusso is actually the instigator. And all of this stuff, by the way, carries through to. Cobra Kai? Well, Cobra Dan- Kai, he actually is kind yeah. of a bad guy, da- right? Daniel never lets anything go. He's in. He's always in the middle of instigating these things that basically ruin his children's life. Yes. Like, he's actually kind of a bad dude. Next, you're going to tell me Mr. Miyagi was a bad guy, too. No, he was And great. a bad influence. Was- Daniel did not take the Miyagi message to heart. No, if He any- was an instigator. If anything, Dan- uh, Johnny Lawrence, especially as time has gone along, has been much more... Of a Miyagi-Do student, <laughs> even if he doesn't realize it. He doesn't even know it, but he actually subscribes to more of the Miyagi principles. You know, he he at least wants to be a better person, even if he's incapable of it. Daniel's the guy that has everything and can't ever be happy. All right, certainly back to Don't pitch. Don't have to convince me, Andy. Okay, certainly back, back to, to Pitch Perfect. Another, another hot take from Pitch Perfect. At the end... Didn't the trebles actually outperform the girls? The Bellas? The Bellas. Weren't the trebles better? <laughs> I've never seen Pittsburgh. I, I don't. What? I've, I've seen it. Andy, that should be. A, a, I have not seen it either. What? None. Of, there's been three of them. You haven't seen any of them? Mm-mm. 
They get progressively worse. I've only worse. seen this. You've seen all of them. Yeah, right? and you're completely watch right. One of them? The, the boys were so much better. All three of them. Yeah. Did I watch one of them? No, you would no. not like it. What are you? Talking? No, you'll. The original Pitch Perfect is fantastic. You'll, you'll like for nothing else that Rebel Wilson calls herself Fat Amy for the whole movie <laughs> and makes fat jokes about herself. And uh, it. It's, Do you like musicals? Um, because as you know, Sleed, this is right up my alley. <laughs> yeah. Do I? It's okay did to I, say no. Did I see Book of Mormon because of you? Did you? Yeah, tell I'm, me to I'm see the it? world's biggest Book of Mormon fan. And did you like it? It was unbelievable. Did you like it because it was a musical or because it was funny? Oh, it's funny as hell. R- that's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're not going I to lean more towards South Pacific. But that was everything. Every No, I'm not. Unlike this guy over here. T-Raj, <laughs> T-Raj, I'm not. You're right. Yeah. But that was also just shocking. Every one minute that went by, that, I was more amazed at what was happening. That's not to musicals, though. That That is a comedy as a musical. Musicals are Oklahoma, South Pacific, yeah. they, these sorts sound of Sound of music. Yeah. yeah, Sound of Music. And I don't so think I would it's for not probably lean on that. I don't think it's for No, you. I think you would I do me a favor. Sometime in the next Emily, don't you think Sleewa would like the first pitch perfect? The other two are a little eh. She's not listening to you, John. Oh, she's in the middle of something. <laughs> I, I right. did the wire because of John. Uh wire's That's very good. It's a little different. <laughs> <laughs> that you jump from there's only perfect to the wire. I'm giving him credit for what he's suggested. There's only three <laughs> musical numbers in all five seasons of the wire combined, Alan. That's a right. terrible example. No, no. Okay, so unique, unique. <laughs> it was musical. a suggestion that John gave me. Okay, unique Goodness. musical fact about the wire. Omar. Okay. <laughs> the the title song from the wire is a song called "Way Down in a Hole." Mm-hmm. This is the only show that I've ever seen do this. Five different versions of Way Down in the Hole for each of the five seasons. Different artists. So if you go, Mm. it's the same song, just different renditions of it every year. Yeah. And they're all good. So I thought that was a really unique kind of cool thing that they did. John, I'm going to lean on your expertise here for a second. Not on musicals, but on Lakers stuff for a second. And not necessarily basketball, but rather... The ceremony that's going to take place. Tonight. Yeah, yeah. I heard you say, Sleet, you're totally covered here. They're, first of all, I don't know. Amanda was saying uh, that she thought that's if they're on time. They have to be on time. They it's get at, fined if they're not, right? Yeah, it's at halftime. So, and and by the it's way, TV nobody, talk or whatever. Yeah, nobody mm-hmm. does ceremony like the Lakers. They're great at it. Um, you can rip the Lakers for front office moves or, you know, why did they give Nick Young money or whatever. <laughs> Anytime the Lakers have to. Put on a show, even if it's shrouded Nick in... Nick Young catching strays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even Nick if Young it's... listening and saying, what the hell just happened here? But uh, they will... You will have... I left the team seven years ago. The clock that... I'll throw it... The first half will end. I'll throw yeah. it to a break. you got a minute to kind of get your act together, and then you're going to have a minute, and they're going to go. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to have to worry about anything. Now, and, Chris uh, is just wants to create the, the drama of it. Oh, here comes that's Chris. Well, that's his job. He's, yeah. he's yeah. a drama creator. What a misery profiteer, whatever whatever the terminology we're using. But John, how would you, as a professional? Yeah, you've done this many times. How would you toss to this? Because I think that's what we're worried about. Sleep. Well, what you have to do is, and Chris knows this from radio DJ days, is is you've got to you got to smack the open. In other words, you can't. There can't be like thirty seconds of. And now here's Lawrence Tanner. And then, and then we wait just 30 silence. seconds. Yeah. You, gotta you, gotta the, walk, you gotta kiss it. You gotta walk right up to it. You gotta hit the post. And then, right, hit the post is is, <laughs> a, is is what they say in the business. But you'll be fine. Can Lawrence give me a... No, just watch him. <laughs> <laughs> just, you don't want to step on it, right, John? Yeah. As we say in the just, business. Just watch him. You'll, you'll get a good sense of it. By the way, if you want to, there's a run-through. Would that help you? Um... I'll probably be there anyways. Because if they're doing a run-through, You will it's, not, but I can tell you what time it's at and where to go. Would you... Oh, you're saying it's not, they're not going to do it there. Yeah. yeah. Predetermine how you're going to throw to it, or would you let the moment strike you and then just kind of win? Yeah, I don't think you have to. I, I think it'll be... Uh, yeah, this isn't, this isn't, you know... Kobe's final game. Yeah, but for this you, Alan, it is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> this, actually this actually is your equivalent of calling Kobe's, Kobe's 81 is 60. Yeah. LeBron, you know, when John, his great call of LeBron becoming the all-time scoring leader, yep. this is, this is your it. that. 
they will take away my third quarter update. I'm just I, saying, everybody's, <laughs> everybody's going to remember this. Like, if yeah. you screw and no this up. No one's taking away the third quarter update because I don't want to talk. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you F this up. When they up, came to me with the Rams, like, we're not going to do the first and third quarter update. I'm like, thank God. Yeah. Like, <laughs> excellent. Good luck. Going have Michael, Michael and I both want to talk less. Yeah. So, you know, that'd be good. Yeah, good luck going to Barcelona, Alan, if you screw this up. <laughs> You will never be able to go to Spain for step the rest foot, of your life. Step foot in that country. All right, so real quick, I kind of with on the POW topic here. If we're stipulating that Hakeem and Dirk are two of the five greatest international players of all time. Okay. Okay. Who are the other three? Hmm. Michael's gonna love this topic. Um, okay. By the way, is that a fair stipulation that Hakeem and Dirk are automatics? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I would agree. Um I'm ready to put Giannis in. Okay. Giannis we, is already in the I, top five. We're okay with that? I, I would agree with that. What about Jokic? He's about to win his third MVP I'm ready, in a I row. am ready to put Jokic in. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, Michael loves Joel Embiid. As a matter of fact, Michael did, wanted to do something, and he, if he had a vote, he would do it. He said that even if Jokic wins MVP this year, which he could, mm-hmm. Michael would make him second team All first NBA, team, first team NBA. All NBA, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not going to happen. But I, well, I said to him, I go, Michael, that's never happened in the history of the league. And uh, a guy named Tom Johnson, who used to run the local newspaper in in my hometown of Corona Del Mar, texted me and said, "You're wrong. It's happened once before. Kareem in 1973 was the NBA first team All NBA center." And the MVP that year was Dave Cowens, who was second team all no NBA. No kidding. So it wouldn't be unprecedented does it, if so it he, happened. Here's the list. And it, speaking of Michael, Michael's taught me that whenever there's a list, Wilt Chamberlain is on it. There are three guys that have won three consecutive MVPs. Jokic would make the fourth. The three so guys. It's got to be Bird was one, right? Bird was Bill Kareem Russell. the other one, or Bill Russell. Bill Russell okay. and Chamberlain. And, uh, and if Jokic does that, I mean, isn't he? Audit- I mean, come on, look at the I'm, company. I'm ready. Jokic is the best passing big man in NBA history while putting up 20-something points a game and 10-something rebounds. I'm ready All to right, put so him we've in got, there. so we've got Jokic, we've got Giannis, we've got this is what Dirk. Perkins you, isn't impressed. What about, <laughs> what about Steve what Nash? That? Two MVPs. Steve Kendrick Nash. Perkins isn't impressed. By the way, let me throw Tony Parker. Um, I would put Nash ahead of Tony Parker. Yeah. Um, um, even though Tony Parker's really good. Mm-hmm. Nash Ginobili is popped MVP. into my head, but I don't think he makes top five. Um it point what? right now as mm-hmm. we stand here Powell has a better resume than Joel Embiid but I think Embiid's going to pass him would you agree with that Michael Powell right now has a better resume but Embiid eventually well, will pass I, I guess Are we not the question Luca into this at all too early same thing but I guess that's the question the question is how much are you going to weigh in the championships or do you weigh it less when you're talking about hey these are individual players it. international players it's all of it because it's if, team if it, success it's I mean, individual it success just how great do you think they were right mm-hmm. like you know what I mean like we, we do have eyes we watch the game sometimes championships are just circumstances right what I learned from Powell more than anything else is that fit matters and this is what I mean uh not everybody was built to play with Kobe um, because Kobe was so ball dominant. He was so personality dominant. Mm-hmm. He was so driven that he not only was he going to have the ball in the fourth quarter, if you didn't give it to him, he would come and take it. I mean, that's how <laughs> literally. Yeah. yeah. Ask and, Ramon Sessions how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> so Pal comes along. I still remember the day he got here, February 1st, 2008. And he had been in the playoffs in Memphis, but he didn't have any wins. He, he, he'd been swept three times, and they traded him. And and he got here, and in Memphis, he was the, the A, the best player on that team. And on our team, he was going to be the B to Kobe. And I realized after a couple of games that he was so much better than everybody else's B. Hmm. He was almost an A- minus because he fit perfectly with Kobe, and here's why. He had a unique ability, and this is – Harder than it sounds, all right? There's not a lot of guys who can do this. Maybe 10 in the whole world. To catch and finish with either hand. Mm. So I would see Kobe come flying down the lane, out of control, double, triple teamed. He would throw a pass, and no matter where he threw it, if he threw it in the general vicinity of Gasol, he could throw it at his ankles, he could throw it over his head, Mm. he could throw it behind his back, and it didn't matter Powell would catch it 
and then wherever he was when he caught it, he would spin to whatever was easier and score with either hand. And I went, wow, they're, they're not going to be able to guard these guys. And all of a sudden I realized, well, they already are doubling Kobe. Now they're going to have to double Pow. And that was the emergence of Andrew Bynum, Lamar Odom, Derek Fisher. Yep. Um, Ori. You know, Ori's Ori was gone. part of the first group, yeah, yeah. But the all, all the other guys, Andy, became better because Pow was yeah, – I mean, he just didn't yeah. make any we mistakes. Also, we also just underestimate how great you have to be to be a quality number two on a championship sure. team. Like, most players in the league aren't that good. Like you have we to tend- be Anthony Davis good. Right. I like, mean, you have to be Pau Gasol you have good. To, like, or Dwayne Wade good. Or, you know, right. When people talk about, you know, that guy can't be the number one player on a championship team. Yeah, there are seven of those. Yeah, like, okay, great. Neither <laughs> yeah. can 98.7% yeah. I'll give of, you, the of the NBA yeah. players. I'll give, right. you a, I'll give you a great example of if he asked for a trade or got traded, who would be what Pau was to the Lakers. In other words, he's an A who hasn't been able to win where he is. But if he went to a team as a B, he would almost be an A minus. Is Lillard? If Lillard is probably not good enough to lead Portland to a championship, but if he left and went anywhere that where they had, like if he went to Milwaukee, yeah. If if he was the guy going to Phoenix, if he if went he to was Dallas, with and say if yeah, if he went to Philadelphia, mm-hmm. he would be a much better fit than even Harden is because he's so good. I think Lillard's actually good enough. He hasn't had a team good enough around him. But I under, I understand he's, what you're saying. He might be the line. He, like he he's that guy that I mean, you, he, or he you need has, two A minuses. He made it to away. the Western Conference Finals in the bubble. He's put That's away as far teams. as he's gone. He's put away you know, he he went to the Western Conference Finals not in the bubble. That was did Denver. He, he did. Oh, that was right. that right. was the year he, they played the uh the Pelicans or they, they, they played the Warriors. It worked they out. The Warriors. It, they lost they in the Western Conference Finals to the Warriors, but it worked out to advantage of Portland to win a series without getting I don't think Dame has had a team good, like legitimately good enough. Super Crosstalk, powered by In-N-Out Burger. That's what a hamburger is all about. Mason and Adam coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Live Imaging Tuesday is on. Mason in Ireland, Andy Kamenetsky, Michael Thompson. No Mace, though, Michael. Where yeah. is Mace? That's the question we all ask. <laughs> it's, a, it's an ongoing debate. Which means on Live Imagery Tuesday, we play Yacht Rock, too. You like Yacht Rock, Michael? You do. What's yeah. Yacht Rock? Yacht Rock. Yacht Rock. You do, do you know there is a thing called Yacht Rock, which if you had a yacht, what, what type of music would you play on it? Oh, oh. Kenny Loggins, who's singing right now, oh, is no. the patron. Loggins and Messina. He's one. No, Chris, I would say that the Mount Rushmore of Yacht Rock is Kenny Loggins, Michael McDonald, Christopher Cross, and who gets the fourth spot? England, Dan, and John Ford Coley. Yeah, get him in. Yeah, we'll put, him, we'll put him together. Maybe <laughs> like Two-Face? Yeah, there well, you go. Why would you do that? Because if you're on a yacht, you're going to be in tropical weather, so shouldn't be playing reggae music? Not if you're a yacht, a yacht rock in Newport Beach. It's still warm yacht. weather, but it's still warm weather. Yeah, but Michael, you know there is, Sirius has a yacht rock channel. Really? Where all they do I've is play yacht, yacht rock. i people on our podcast before, like the people who coined the term yacht rock created like an old YouTube sketch thing about it. We've had them on there. Like they've they've created their own genre. So Michael C, if you go on Apple yeah. Music, Yacht Rock Essentials. So there you go. And there's the okay, so Doobie Brothers, player, baby come back. Well, that's just one song though. Yeah. Uh Toto, very good. Like uh, uh Ace. Ace is nice. How long? Stealing Dan. Yeah. 
Hollow Oats. So Steely Dan might be Pablo Cruz. Yeah. America. Kind of no rap. I, no I saw rap, right? our uh, vice president of the audio division at ESPN, Scott McCarthy, walking around. He's a big yacht rock guy too. I would think. Yeah, he likes yacht Scott rock on the taste. golf course. Yeah. No EDM music. No EDM. No, Michael's rock. a big EDM, EDM guy. Now, Chris. Yes. Uh, I didn't know that 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 you were interested in in this uh, segment that we're going to do here. So Bergman is trying to stack the deck on you, I think. Well, he's he normally let me explain. He, so he came to me today. He's like one thirty. I need you in there the whole second. Okay. I said okay. All right. So hang around. I'm, I'm happy to have you here. <laughs> um, let's let's go around the room and in general find out how you guys Chimato! feel about this, uh, Michael. Mm-hmm. I would like to take calls daily mm-hmm. and occasionally have guests. Yep. Bergman says waste of time. Both of them. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, I love talking to the people out there listening to us. They get uh, different opinions to respond to what we're saying. Uh, I like all. I like all inclusive clubs. I'm not like the uh, like Bergman who just wants to have a certain clientele in the club. And but did you take a lot of calls on that old Thompson and Trudell oh, yeah, program? Of course. Yeah. Now, Andy, where are you on this subject? I'm big on taking tweets okay. because it's essentially like taking calls, but you get to control them. All right, Chris. So I like to split the difference. Chris, where are you on if this you subject? Take, if you take calls, they need to be part of the fabric of the show. And I'll also offer this. They need to be well screened. And I think that's where Bergman falls short. Well, we, Greg, we should let you speak for yourself. Uh, you, uh, what is your official position on calls and guests? So calls and guests, I, my official position is that they have to be done correctly with the right time and the right place. It's not just, hey, let's just take calls on anything. Call in. All right, and we'll if take that's it. true, why do we never have either? And don't ask them how they're doing. They're doing fine. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's, right. that's the truth. That's how I say it every time. But um, well, because you never say like, "Hey, let, we're talking about X." Okay, call us right so now. So this is why. Let me give you guys an example. It's Pal Gasol's Jersey retirement night. Give us a call. What your thoughts on Pal? No, eight seven 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 ten seven ESP. This is why we need to take calls because you never know when one of the callers is going to set you off. Mm-hmm. Right. This happened at WFAN in New York City. This is a guy named Sal Lakata. This runs one minute fifty seven seconds. Listen to this. Uh, you're Russ, Russ, are you that you're stupid? You're the Mets are going to win the NL East. Yeah, and, and, and what, you think they lost you because of something I said? You think they lost because of something I said? You think they lost because of something I said? You gave them the kiss of death, Russ, you idiot. Do you? Hey, Russ, you idiot. Do you think they lost? You're calling me an idiot. Yeah, do you think? Yeah, I am. Do you hear me? No, no. You called me an idiot. You are. You are an idiot. Shut your mouth, you idiot. Get lost. I'm not dealing with this. I'm not dealing with it. Look, do me a favor. I'll sit here and talk to myself for five hours if I have to. I won't come back. I'll quit. You blame me, you idiot. I had nothing to do with it. I didn't take the mound. I didn't throw the ball. I didn't strike out. You're blaming me. Blame the players. I don't care who you are. If you think that any words that I said caused the Mets to lose the division, you're an absolute idiot. I'll tell it to your face. I mean, there is idiocy, and then there's that guy. Now, Bergman, would yeah. you not want to hear okay. me go off on somebody like that? Well, you wouldn't do it. If what you are you actually, talking about? If you actually did, okay, we're going to take a call, and I want yeah, you to call you, him an idiot. All right. Go ahead. Next time someone calls on, I want you to, John Ireland <laughs> to call this caller an Who idiot. Who was the host there, John? Sal Licata. All due respect to you and, and Mace, you guys are an institution in the yeah. Southland. I don't know if you got the horses to reach that sort of level anymore. Uh, did, to get that mad that, at that somebody? get that mad. Base can. All right, now, uh, on top not of that. Not a caller. Jim Beheim, the coach at Syracuse, he is with Bergman. He hates talk radio. Listen to this. And love the fans radio. here, they're not the one calling the radio show. Not one fan that was here tonight calls any radio show. The people that call the radio shows do not come to games. They don't have season tickets. The only way they come is if somebody gives them a ticket. This reflects what our fan base thinks of our program. We have not a great season about what people thought, probably, that predict things like this. I don't. And what was here, what we're here today? 24,500 people. And, and you think that people are upset with our program? Yeah, they're upset, the ones sitting home calling. That's who's upset. Do I want to do better? Yeah, yeah, we want to do better. But the f- people that show up tell you whether you have support or not. 
Oh, he's soft. Not who calls Jim Beheim should take soft. some calls. All right. Please. Jim, <laughs> now, Jim Beheim, Bergman, is an idiot. Because if he thinks that the people that call talk radio shows are not going to his games, he's not paying attention. No, he's soft. The diehard fans, the ones yeah. that care the most, the ones that have Syracuse on their license plate and dress in orange and blue... Those people are only, they're the only ones calling radio. Like he has this completely backwards, like doesn't it. he? I like it when the radio host, Greg, says, don't call in if you agree with me. Call in if you want to hear people who disagree with us. Yeah, well, those That's are what the we best. Hear. Yeah, those sure. are the best Those ones. are the best calls. Like oh, that no. guy just calling the other, the Sal whatever. Well, Sal sounded like a ridiculous <laughs> fancy yelling <laughs> at him. But if you're driving your car, that is entertaining. That is mm-hmm. entertaining to listen to if you're driving in your car. Plus, well, Mace wa- doesn't want people to disagree with him. He'll get all sad. That's why he's good. <laughs> well, who cares that, what he thinks? That's why it's good if they call him up and call him call him out on his opinion. Then he really goes off. Why did Jim Beheim sound like he was a 1920s gin joint? No, that he's he's been around for a while. He's got a low key. He's like he's a coaching version of Sliwa. Yeah, no, but what my my Michael my you know Sliwa's kind of like you know hey. <laughs> Chris now, is worried that Slee was going to screw up the oh, yeah. Pau Gasol no, ceremony. I tonight. just thought he hasn't done this before. He hasn't done a toss He'll be to a fine. live moment. He'll be fine. He'll just say, you know, here's Pau's. <laughs> no, Amanda He'll said he, he's got it all covered. He does. I, I have a map. I gave him a map, basically, to follow. Yeah, but again, you know how these things go, John. It's your first time. You've never thrown to a live event on the radio. You want me to be sitting there beside him and, and coach him along? I could be there. I could help him out. No, Michael, nervous. I don't think he needs you around. He gets oh, nervous, I think. Well, he's not going to have a lot of time, Amanda. He's going to have like one minute. I mean, Michael, minute. you don't even do your reads well, so what? let's not talk about <laughs> Oh, Saliba. I disagree with that. Thank you, John. Yeah, you I think Michael about? kills the reads <laughs> on a regular right. basis. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's because right. yeah, you have to sit next to him every oh, night. That's yeah, why you yeah, say yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, the one thing I will uh, say is, Amanda, I'm glad you don't let Michael sit on the very end. Because oh, when that happens, say that. everybody and their mother comes up to Michael, and he's so nice that he can't, he'll take off his head sit in the middle of the game and start talking hey bob where are you from is this your daughter michael I'm wanders like, the off. the game is going on michael wanders off every show like i remember when i would do pre-game and michael would be on the road there would be so many times where whoever was producing would be like michael's not here yeah well he had to go uh answer the door yeah where's yeah. michael I, yeah. We, we don't know well, i'm gonna get there eventually fill in till i get there <laughs> <laughs> i yeah he has you know people to see yeah. things to do and, all right coming up next we'll spin the wheel of questions and the latest what are you talking about? You still got six minutes. Yeah, but what do I care? Well, just take some calls. <laughs> oh, you, you <laughs> might want to care because the two bosses are right here, actually. my bo- Me and my big boss. Right, so but, but if as long the as- The clock says 42, buddy. That's when you break. Well, I, I, if you want me to do this now, I can do it. Okay, um, let's do it. The Sham Sharania, I should do this first because we're totally changing the ears, um, said, Michael, we were talking about John Morant, and Sham says everybody's been criticizing the Grizzlies because they don't have any veterans on that team. Yeah. They have no one over the age of 30. Uh, Michael Wilbon's been killing them for that. They're saying that they put together a team with a bunch of young knuckleheads. Of course, somebody's going to go do this. Um, that's None of that is true. Shams says that Stephen Adams, who's, I think, 29, but he's been in the league for 10 or 11 yeah. years, um, tried to tell these guys, and they didn't listen. Here's Shams. I'm told, guys, that there was a players-only meeting recently where Steven Adams, their veteran center, he spoke out about how the team needs to show better discipline on the road, how um, they need to stay away from going out uh, when they're on the road. This team is 12-20 and 20 on the road this year. They're stellar at home, but that's a poor road record for them. And I'm told those in the room, when Steven Adams spoke out, they knew exactly who he was directing this to. It was no one other than John ja Morant. And so clearly John ja Morant still went out in the early hours of Saturday. That video was posted with the gun and there's questions. Was the gun his? Did he have a license? Was he traveling with the gun? Where did the gun come from? Was it a friend's? How many other weapons were there? Is it even legal to carry a weapon in the area that they were at? So there's a lot of questions that not only local authorities and also the league need answered. All right, so uh, Andy Kamenetsky's here, Michael Thompson's here. Neither one of you guys have had a chance to react to this story because it went down over the weekend. Um, Travis and Sliwa both feel that this is going to be over in a week. I think the opposite. I think that Ja is in a ton of trouble, 
and it's going to last much longer than a week. Michael, what do you think? I agree with you. You think about it, and you know when this happened, I thought it was in a club in Memphis. I didn't realize it was on the road. No, it was in Denver. So okay, so you got to start piecing this together. It's on the road. He has a gun with him. Is it his gun? And if it is his gun, register it. To how did him. it get there? Is it legal, number one? Or if it's if it's illegal or legal, let's say it's legal. How did it get there? You are not allowed to transfer a gun on a plane. Now, maybe you can put it in the luggage compartment, unload it, but did he carry it on the plane and his carry-on? Because uh, we travel a little bit different. We don't go through the regular TSA. I know, I think it's a, somebody may correct me, I think it's a federal offense to go on a plane with a loaded gun, right? I think I, it is. Oh, it has to be. Number, that's yeah. number one. And number two, you can't be around team functions on the road or on a plane with a gun. So this is a, he's, he's facing some serious charges for that from the league and from the law enforcement. Andy, what do you think? I think it's going to take a while, too. In part because they need to make sure this doesn't happen again. Like, that's what really matters is you need to make sure this has sunk in with jaw so it ends here. So however long the punishment takes, beyond whatever goes on legally, beyond whatever the NBA feels about this, this is clearly something that has been brewing with Ja Morant for a while. And you're starting to hear more reports from people who are around the team or who cover the league really closely that there have been concerns about jaw dating back to last season and lifestyle. And this does not seem to be, by the way, a Grizzlies wide thing, right? despite the team youth. It seems to be a jaw Morant thing. So the cat's already out of the bag right now. Everybody's already talking about this. So the publicity is always there. What matters is how do we keep this from happening again? And the odds of keeping it from happening again go down dramatically if it's just a slap on the wrist. I'm with Michael. You cannot, cannot be cavalier about a gun. Mm-mm. You cannot, as you know, Travis used the phrase, sweep it under the rug. The NBA doesn't want this on the front page. They're not going to, they're not going to let this be the story. Um, we have I, short memories. Like, yeah. honestly, that, I think that, the opposite. I think they have to throw the book at him because yeah. then you're sending the message to anybody else who's considering doing something like this, that it is... It, you will jeopardize your entire future and career if you do this. I don't have to divulge it, but I will anyway, because at 24, I owned a gun. Okay. Uh, but I kept it at home by my bed for, for protection. I didn't travel with it, didn't take it in my car, definitely didn't take it on a plane. I just kept it in my house by my bed in case someone broke into the house. You have so, a per- so, did you have a permit for yeah, it? You I, own yeah, it, I bought legally? it legally? I bought it legally and everything okay. up in Portland. And, uh, and, and the time I would use it, I would be go out to a shooting range, me and a couple of teammates would be shoot at a, at a place where it's safe. But as far as walking around with it and showing it off, no, I would never do that. I'm I'm pro gun for 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 responsible gun ownership for protection. So I'm not gonna sit up here and go, whoa, he's got a gun because I had a gun at 24, but I knew better than to take it to some club. Um, do you still have them? Do you still no, own I guns? Gave, once I started having uh, kids, I gave I you gave, got it. You I gave got it got rid of it. Uh, Andy, do you own a gun? No. Yeah. Um, I from what and I I think Michael, you make a good point. Responsible gun ownership mm-hmm. should be allowed. Oh yeah. Um, and, and he's old enough to own a gun. He's 23. Right. But almost nothing good can come out of... 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Live Imaging Tuesday is on. Mason in Ireland, Andy Kamenetsky, Michael Thompson. 
No mace, though, Michael. Where yeah. is mace? Uh, that's the question we all ask. Uh, it's, a, it's an ongoing debate. Which means on Live Imagery Tuesday, we play Yacht Rock, too. You like Yacht Rock, Michael? You do. What's yeah. Yacht Rock? Yacht Rock. Yacht Rock. You do, do you know there is a thing called Yacht Rock, which if you had a yacht, what what type of music would you play on it? Oh, oh. Kenny Loggins, Kenny who's Morgan. singing right now, oh, is no. the patron. Loggins and He's one. No, Chris, I would say that the Mount Rushmore of Yacht Rock is Kenny Loggins, Michael McDonald, Christopher Cross, and who gets the fourth spot? England, Dan, and John Ford. Yeah, get him. Yeah, we'll put them. We'll put them together. <laughs> be like Two Face. Yeah, there well, you go. You do that because if you're on a yacht, you're going to be in tropical weather. So shouldn't be playing reggae music. Not if you're a yacht, a yacht rock in Newport Beach. It's still on warm John's weather, yacht. but it's still warm weather. Yeah, but Michael, you know there is Sirius has a yacht rock channel. Really? Where all they do I've is had play the yacht, yacht rock, rock people on our podcast before, like the people who coined the term yacht rock, created like an old YouTube sketch thing about mm-hmm. it. I've had them on there. Like they've they've created their own genre. So Michael C, if you go on Apple yeah. Music, Yacht Rock Essentials. So there you go. And there's the okay, so Doobie Brothers, Player, Baby Come Back. Well, that's just one song though. Yeah. Uh Toto, very good. Like uh Ace. Ace is nice. How long? Steely Dan. Yeah. Hall and Oates. So it's all Steely Dan might be Pablo the Cruz. Yeah. It's the same America. Kind of genre. No I rap. S- no I saw rap, our right? uh, vice president of the audio division at ESPN, Scott McCarthy, walking around. He's a big yacht rock guy too. I would think. Yeah, he likes yacht Scott rock on the taste. golf course. Yeah. No EDM music. No EDM. No, Michael's a big EDM, EDM guy. Now, Chris. Yes. Uh, I didn't know that 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 you were interested in in this uh, segment that we're going to do here. So Bergman is trying to stack the deck on you, I think. Well, he's he normally let me explain. He, so he came to me today. He's like one thirty. I need you in there the whole second. Okay. I said okay. All right. So hang around. I'm, I'm happy to have you here. <laughs> um, let's let's go around the room and in general find out how you guys Chicago! feel about this, uh, Michael. Mm-hmm. I would like to take calls daily mm-hmm. and occasionally have guests. Yep. Bergman says, waste of time, both of them. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, I love talking to the people out there listening to us. They get uh, different opinions to respond to what we're saying. Uh, I like all I like all inclusive clubs. I'm not like the uh, like Bergman who just wants to have a certain clientele in the club. And but no did you take a lot of calls on that old Thompson and Trudell oh, yeah, program? Of course. Yeah. Now, Andy, where are you on this subject? I'm big on taking tweets okay. because it's essentially like taking calls, but you get to control them. All right, Chris. So I like to split the difference. Chris, where are you on if this you take, subject? If you take calls, they need to be part of the fabric of the show. And I'll also offer this. They need to be well screened. And I think that's where Bergman falls short. Well, we, Greg, we should let you speak for yourself. Uh, you, uh, what is your official position on calls and guests? So calls and guests, I, my official position is that they have to be done correctly with the right time and the right place. It's not just, hey, let's just take calls on anything. Call in. All right, and we'll if take that's it. true, why do we never have either? And don't ask them how they're doing. They're doing fine. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's, right. that's the truth. That's how I say it every time. But um, well, because you never say like, "Hey, let, we're talking about X." Okay, call us right so now. So this is why. Let me give you guys an example. It's Pal Gasol's Jersey retirement night. Give us a call. What are your thoughts on Pal? No, eight seven 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 ten seven ESP. This is why we need to take calls because you never know when one of the callers is going to set you off. Mm-hmm. Right. This happened at WFAN in New York City. This is a guy named Sal Lakata. This runs one minute fifty-seven seconds. Listen to this. Uh, you're Russ, Russ, are you that you're stupid? You're proclaiming the Mets are going to win the NL East. Yeah, and, and, and what, you think they lost you because of something I said? You think they lost because of something I said? You think they lost because of something I said? You gave them the kiss of death. Russ, you idiot. You do you? Hey, Russ, you idiot. Do you think they lost? You're calling me an idiot. Yeah, Stop. do you you're think? You're calling me an idiot? Yeah, yeah I am. Do you hear me? No, no. You oh. called me an idiot. Yeah, I'm you you are. You are an idiot. I'm Shut not... your mouth, you idiot. Get lost. I'm not dealing with this. I'm, I'm not dealing with it. Look, do me a favor. I'll sit here and talk to myself for five hours if I have to. I won't come back. I'll quit. You blame me, you idiot. I had nothing to do with it. I didn't take the mound. I didn't throw the ball. I didn't strike out. You're blaming me. Blame the players. Hey, I don't care who you are. If you think that any words that I said caused the Mets to lose the division, you're an absolute idiot. I'll tell it to your face. I mean, there is idiocy, and then there's that guy. Now, Bergman, would yeah. you not want to okay. hear me go off on somebody like that? Oh, you wouldn't do it. If what you are you actually, talking about? If you actually did, okay, we're going to take a call, and I want yeah, you to call you, him an idiot. All right. Go ahead. Next time someone calls on, I want you to, John Ireland <laughs> to call this caller an Who idiot. Who was the host there, John? Sal Lakata. All due respect to you and, and Mace, you guys are an institution in the yeah. Southland. I don't know if you got the horses to reach that sort of level anymore. Uh, did, to get that mad uh, at to somebody? To get that mad. Mace can. All right, now, on top not of that. Not a caller. Jim Beheim, the coach at Syracuse, he is with Bergman. He hates talk radio. Listen to this. And love the fans radio. here 
They're not the one calling the radio show. Not one fan that was here tonight calls any radio show. The people that call the radio shows do not come to games. They don't have season tickets. The only way they come is if somebody gives them a ticket. This reflects what our fan base thinks of our program. We have not a great season about what people thought, probably, that predict things like this. I don't. And what was here, what we're here today? 24,500 people. And, and you think that people are upset with our program? Yeah, they're upset, the ones sitting home calling. <laughs> That's who's upset. Do I want to do better? Yeah, yeah, we want to do better. But the f people that show up tell you whether you have support or not. Oh, he's soft. Not who calls Jim Beheim should take some calls, All right. please. Jim, <laughs> now, Jim Beheim, Bergman, is an idiot. Because if he thinks that the people that call talk radio shows are not going to his games, he's not paying attention. No, he's soft. The diehard fans, the ones yeah. that care the most, the ones that have Syracuse on their license plate and dress in orange and blue... Those people are only, they're the only ones calling radio. Like he has this completely backwards, like doesn't it, he? I like it when the radio host, Greg, says, don't call in if you agree with me. Call in if you want to hear people who disagree with us. Yeah, well, those, are the, best, we want to hear. Yeah, those sure. are the best Those ones. are the best calls. Like oh, that no. guy just calling the, other, the Sal whatever. Well, Sal sounded like a ridiculous <laughs> yelling at him. <laughs> but if you're driving He's your car, that is entertaining. That is entertaining mm -hmm. to listen to if you're driving in your car. Plus, well, Mace doesn't want people to disagree with him. He'll get all sad. That's why he's good. <laughs> well, who cares that, what he thinks? That's why he's good if they call him up and call him call him out on his opinion. Then he really goes off. Why did Jim Beheim sound like he was a 1920s gin joint? No, that he's he's been around for a while. <laughs> he's got a low yeah. key. He's like, like the, a he's a coaching version of Sliwa. Yeah, no, but jeez, man. What my my Michael my you know Sliwa's kind of like you know hey. <laughs> Chris now, is worried that Sleewood's going to screw up the oh, yeah. Pau Gasol no, ceremony. I tonight. just thought he hasn't done this before. He hasn't done a toss He'll be to a fine. live moment. He'll be fine. He'll just say, and now here's Pau's. <laughs> no, Amanda He'll said he, he's got it all covered. He does. I, I have a map. I gave him a map, basically, to follow. Yeah, but again, you know how these things go, John. It's your first time. You've never thrown to a live event on the radio. You want me to be sitting there beside him and, and coach him along? I could be there. I could help him out. No, Michael, nervous. I don't think he needs you around. He gets oh, nervous, I think. Well, he's not going to have a lot of time, Amanda. He's going to have like one I mean, one Michael, minute. you don't even do your reads well, so what? let's not talk about <laughs> Oh, Sleeva. I disagree with that. Thank you, John. Yeah, you I think Michael about? kills the reads <laughs> on a regular right. basis. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's because right. yeah, you have to sit next to him every oh, night. That's it, why right. you say that. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, the one thing I will uh, say is, Amanda, I'm glad you don't let Michael sit on the very end. Because oh, when that happens, say that. everybody and their mother comes up to Michael, and he's so nice that he can't, he'll take off his head sit in the middle of the game and start talking hey bob where are you from is this your daughter michael I'm wanders like, the off. the game is going on michael wanders off every show like i remember when i would do pre-game and michael would be on the road there would be so many times where whoever was producing would be like michael's not here yeah well he had to go uh answer the door yeah where's michael yeah. I, we, we don't know well, i'm gonna get there eventually fill in until i get there <laughs> <laughs> i yeah he has you know people to see yeah. things to do and, all right coming up next we'll spin the wheel of questions and the latest what are you talking about? You still got six minutes. Yeah, but what do I care? Well, just take some calls. <laughs> oh, you, yeah, you might want to care because the two bosses are right here, actually. my Me and my big boss. Right, so but, but if as long the as... The clock says 42, buddy. That's when you break. Well, I, I, if you want me to do this now, I can do it. Okay, but, um, let's do it. The Shamsharania... I should do this first because we're totally changing. It. Um said, Michael, we were talking about John Morant, and Sham says everybody's been criticizing the Grizzlies because they don't have any veterans on that team. Yeah. They have no one over the age of 30. Uh, Michael Wilbon's been killing them for that. They're saying that they put together a team with a bunch of young knuckleheads. Of course, somebody's going to go do this. Um, that's None of that is true. Shams says that Stephen Adams who's, I think, 29, but he's been in the league for 10 or 11 yeah. years, um, tried to tell these guys, and they didn't listen. Here's Shams. I'm told, guys, that there was a players-only meeting recently where Steven Adams, their veteran center, he spoke out about how the team needs to show better discipline on the road, how um, they need to stay away from going out 
uh, when they're on the road. This team is 12 and 20 on the road this year. They're stellar at home, but that's a poor road record for them. And I'm told those in the room, when Steven Adams spoke out, they knew exactly who he was directing this to. It was no one other than Ja Morant. And so clearly Ja Morant still went out in the early hours of Saturday. That video was posted with the gun and there's questions. Was the gun his? Did he have a license? Was he traveling with the gun? Where did the gun come from? Was it a friend's? How many other weapons were there? Is it even legal to carry a weapon in the area that they were at? So there's a lot of questions that not only local authorities and also the league need answered. All right, so uh, Andy Kamenetsky's here, Michael Thompson's here. Neither one of you guys have had a chance to react to this story because it went down over the weekend. Um, Travis and Sliwa both feel that this is going to be over in a week. I think the opposite. I think that Ja is in a ton of trouble, and it's going to last much longer than a week. Michael, what do you think? I agree with you. You think about it, and you know when this happened, I thought it was in a club in Memphis. I didn't realize it was on the road. No, it was in Denver. So, okay, so you got to start piecing this together. It's on the road. He has a gun with him. Is it his gun? And if it is his gun, register it to How did him. it get there? Is it legal, number one? Or if it's, if it's illegal or legal, let's say it's legal, how did it get there? You are not allowed to transfer a gun on a plane. Now, maybe you can put it in the luggage compartment, unload it, but did he carry it on the plane and his carry-on? Because uh, we travel a little bit different. We don't go through the regular TSA. I know, I think it's a... Somebody may correct me. I think it's a federal offense to go on a plane with a loaded gun, right? I think right. it is. Oh, it has to be. Number, that's yeah. number one. And number two, you can't be around team functions on the road or on a plane with a gun. So this is a, he's, he's facing some serious charges for that from the league and from law enforcement. Andy, what do you think? I think it's going to take a while, too. In part because they need to make sure this doesn't happen again. Like, that's what really matters is you need to make sure this has sunk in with jaw so it ends here. So however long the punishment takes, beyond whatever goes on legally, beyond whatever the NBA feels about this, this is clearly something that has been brewing with John Morant for a while. And you're starting to hear more reports from people who are around the team or who cover the league really closely that there have been concerns about Jaw dating back to last season and lifestyle. And this does not seem to be, by the way, a Grizzlies-wide thing. Right. Despite the team youth, it seems to be a John Morant thing. So the cat's already out of the bag right now. Everybody's already talking about this. So the publicity is always there. What matters is how do we keep this from happening again? And the odds of keeping it from happening again go down dramatically if it's just a slap on the wrist. I'm with Michael. You cannot, cannot be cavalier about a gun. Mm -mm. You cannot is you know Travis used the phrase sweep it under the rug the NBA doesn't want this on the front page they're not going to they're not going to let this be the story um we have I, short memories like yeah. honestly that I think that, the opposite I think they have to throw the book at him because yeah. then you're sending the message to anybody else who's considering doing something like this that it is it, you will jeopardize your entire future and career if you do this i don't have to divulge it but i will anyway because at 24 i owned a gun okay uh, but i kept it at home by my bed for, for protection i didn't travel with it didn't take it in my car definitely didn't take it on a plane i just kept it in my house by my bed in case someone broke into the house you have so, a per- so, did you have a permit for yeah, it? You yeah, own I, bought it legally? Legally, I bought it legally and everything okay. up in portland and, uh, and and the time i would use it i would go to a shooting range me and a couple of teams would be shoot at a, at a place where it's safe but as far as walking around with it and showing it off, no, I would never do that. I'm I'm pro gun for 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 responsible gun ownership for protection. So I'm not gonna sit up here and go, whoa, he's got a gun because I had a gun at 24, but I knew better than to take it to some club. Um, do you still have them? Do you still no, own I guns? Gave, once I started having uh, kids, I gave I you gave, got it, you I gave got it rid of it. Uh, Andy, do you own a gun? No. Yeah. Um, I from what and I I think Michael, you make a good point. Responsible gun ownership mm-hmm. should be allowed. Oh yeah. Um, and, and he's old enough to own a gun. He's 23. Right. But almost nothing good can come out of a situation like this. A gun in a nightclub, yeah. the fact that he even brought it in there is dangerous. On the road. If somebody, it's a gun. Okay, what, you know, somebody spills a drink on somebody, mm-hmm. you get mad, everybody gets their chest up. Yeah. And next, and next thing you know, somebody pulls a gun out and then it's, I mean, how many shootings do we have to have in this country before we realize that yeah. it's- 
it's not a small thing. It's a huge thing. We got, they've got to crack down on him. And I love Ja. Oh, who doesn't? He's the most exciting well, player in basketball. I, I You know, Ja Morant is, uh, I, I mean, Michael, we get excited every day. I'm, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm mad he's not playing tonight. Exactly. If this stuff didn't happen, we'd be so, so excited because he's on the floor tonight. And I, I'll say this, too, that I, I mentioned it yesterday. The Grizzlies GM is a guy named Zach Kleiman. Zach used to work for the Lakers. He's a lawyer. Um, he's a young guy. He is super smart. Super impressive in person. And the word I would use to describe Zach, for lack of a better term, is he's very, very measured. He's not going to do anything that would come across as a knee jerk or he's not putting John Morant back out on the court tonight on a whim. All right. They thought about this and they're still thinking about it. And he's, I think he was, he's the reigning executive of the year. Yeah. And, He's the right guy to be to be handling this, and I I just think it's going to take a lot longer than people like Travis and Slee would do. I mean, ultimately, they need to, they need to make sure the punishment, whatever comes from this, is fair. But it, you also need to do what's best for Ja because you need to make sure this doesn't happen right, because again. Because he got away with uh, not got away with, but we all got away with the fact that nobody got hurt. Right. You know, this was a red flag, obviously, but the gun didn't go off. Nobody was shot. Nobody was hurt. I mean, so, it, it is in Jaw's best interest to make sure that he understands how serious this is. Yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. Um, so and when we come back, Pepe has weighed in to give you other famous uh, Spanish athletes who might be a bit with pals. So I'll let you know when we come back. Okay, perfect. And uh, coming up next, Wheel of Questions. Mason in Ireland, Andy Kamenetsky in for Mace, ESPN LA. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Live Imaging Tuesday on Mason in Ireland. No Mace. Shocking. Michael Thompson, Andy Kamenetsky. Mm-hmm. And Yacht Rock. Seals and Cross. Guys, I can't believe you guys are just discovering pickleball. I used to play this 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Well, Important. you see we're wearing our t-shirts. At least I am. Andy hasn't put one on. Yeah. I, I was told to wait for the bit. You told me to wait for the bit. <sighs> the the uh, Pickleball Madness Tournament, Saturday, March 18th. You coming out there, Michael? Where is it? Fountain Valley, not far from you. Ooh, Fountain Valley. That's like two hours away from San Clemente. Anyway, it's it's like 20 minutes, but you're close. (laughs) It's time for Wheel of Questions. Producer Jorge, spin that wheel. Huh. I actually don't know how I would answer this question. Would you be willing to have your left middle finger surgically removed if it meant you'd never get sick again? Andy, what do you think? So we take it off right now. Right. We put it in a guillotine. Mm-hmm. How old are you? I am 50. No matter how much longer, hopefully another 50 years, you would never be sick again. How are you going to die? That's usually how you die. You get, right? hit, you get hit by a bus. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. This, is, this is an interesting question for me because I don't get sick very often to right. begin with. Okay. But you start thinking about when you get older, yep. diseases, more yep. susceptible. If there's another pandemic. I'm right-handed. Right. So like how I often, think that's why they did this left hand. How often do I really use the left middle finger? I type kind of weird. I pretty much only use three fingers. I think I could do this. Do you want it? But you have a choice. You know what? I don't think it's that big of a sacrifice. I think I'm going to do you're it. Losing, you're giving up I the finger. Bergman, yeah. how about you? So when you say sick, is this like flu sick or like any type of sick? Any type of sick. Something like cancer. Like that's not, never never you will never get then, sick Yeah, cut it off. Again. Get rid of it immediately. Jorge? You have it. Nah, just I'll keep my finger. I would, Michael, I would keep my finger too mm-hmm. because I think it's okay to get sick every once in a while. I, I well, mean, I, I, I'm... I mean, God but you don't get to choose your sickness. Yeah, right, that's, that's the, the problem. Yeah. So yeah. would you? Well, well, uh, but uh, Michael, you and I like to play golf. That yeah. would affect our swing. What, what do you think? Middle, left, middle finger. Well, no, not just for like for the flu or a virus like that. But no, you cancer. will never get sick again in any way. No kind of no kind of disease. No cancer. No heart disease. Correct. Nothing. Correct. But again, how are you gonna? I guess eventually you're gonna expire just from old age. Huh? Correct. Yeah. I don't know. Old age is not a disease, Michael. It's That's not true. a sickness. Yeah, your body just wears out. Uh, you can get anginas 
Get a what? No, it's just morning bit that Chris wanted me to say. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? What is that? Strep throat, kind of. Strep throat. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, you know. would it never get sick. Than that. Never but you would not disease. have a left middle finger anymore. You have to, 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 to so just, a, just a phase out at 90-something years of age, of old age. Yeah, I think it would be worth it not to get cancer or uh, you know heart disease or something like that. Sure. I will take my chances with whatever the... Uh, the Fakes? god, the gods of death, have yeah, in like mind th- for me. I will, the I will take it on. That me and Michael Jorge, are putting me on and you. That's right. Finger power, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Nerd yeah. power. I, I couldn't flip people <laughs> off anymore. What did I mean? Come on. You got the other finger. That's true. Uh, I remember uh, who was it? Rahm Emanuel, who was uh, President Obama's chief of staff, is a is famous for his temper, and so he used to work in a butcher shop and cut off part of his middle finger when he was a kid. And the way Obama tells that story, he goes, and this, uh, once he cut off his middle finger, it basically rendered Rahm Emanuel mute. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't, I couldn't talk to anybody anymore. Um, the, but yeah, I think I would, I would, uh, keep your finger. Yeah, I would keep my finger. I would, I would keep it. Um, all right. So I want to ask you guys about <laughs> something that happened at the Sixers Bucks game over the weekend. Okay, so there's a young girl, and this is all on video, and she has a Giannis. She's got a seat right next to the court. Game's in Philadelphia. She has a Giannis jersey on. So he sees her. She's holding up a Sharpie. He sees her. He says, do you want me to sign your jersey? And she goes, oh, that'd be awesome. He grabs it, turns her around, signs on his number. She, he, The young girl, she's probably 11 or 12, has a signed Giannis jersey. She then walks over to her seat where she's sitting with her dad, takes off the Giannis jersey, and puts on a Tyrese Maxey jersey. (laughs) Tyrese plays for the Sixers, puts the Sharpie in her hand, goes and stands on the Sixers side of the court, and the exact thing plays out again with Tyrese. So now she has two signed jerseys. Here's my question. Is this girl smart or shady? She's smart. Uh, she She can like more than one player. Nothing wrong with that. Come on, Andy. You, smart or shady? I don't have an issue with it, but I know players have issues. With Why? It. You that insecure? Oh, no, no, no. A- it's it's because they feel like the odds then it are just that this girl or whoever is just putting this stuff on eBay. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe not. Who cares? Let them make some money. Well, Why don't I'm, you want other people to make money? You're making eighty million bucks a year. I'm just so telling she you, makes a thousand bucks. I'm just telling you, athletes, athletes tend not to like it. Greg, okay. smart or shady? This girl, a little column A, a little column B. It's very, very smart, but it's also super shady. It's not shady. Corey, what do you think? Shady. Smart. She's making money. Yeah, it's not, it's not shady. How's it shady? It's she, a little shady. She probably likes it, a MB. Greg. She probably likes it's a bunch a of players. It's a little shady. No. shady. Like you're you're <laughs> fooling the person of what you're doing. You're like I'm I'm a big fan of yours. Actually, I'm a big is. fan of yours. And then she does it again with somebody else. Look, nobody shows up with a Tyrese Maxi jersey unless they're running some type of game. <laughs> right. He's like the third or fourth option on the Sixers. Yeah, but he's a good player. He's a good he's young like, player. Nobody shows up with a Tyrese Maxi jersey and a Giannis jersey. Why not? Unless they're a pro. Right. I have a pet peeve, and you guys tell me if I'm being. Get off my lawn, guy. Okay. Do I want to say this publicly? Yes. I don't think adults should ask for autographs. Oh, that's ridiculous! Come on, why not? Why? Why? Why does an adult need an autograph? Well, well maybe it I should wouldn't. be for kids. When's maybe. the last time you asked for an autograph? Me? Let's see. I mean, if I saw Muhammad Ali, if he was still around, you were. I, I saw the picture. I you would were ask twelve. If another, I haven't signed something yeah. else. Sure, why not? Depending on who the celebrity is, I think nothing wrong with Andy, that. Andy, what do you think? Depends. Are you a legit memorabilia collector? Like, if this is something that will really mean to you, something to you, if it's autographed, or are you just running around collecting signatures of random athletes? If it's the latter, I agree with you. Grow up. But if you're actually collecting these things because this is this is your jam, this is what you do, then I don't have a problem with it. Bergman, adults Absolutely. seeking autographs, what do you think? No, it's too much. Don't do that. Yeah. I mean, it's, if you want to take a picture, fine. I can understand that. But no, you don't need to be like, hey, can, you, can I have your autograph, please? Jorge, <laughs> adults asking for autographs. Uh, I mean, I see these guys lined up. I live by Frank and Sons and Collectibles. They do a lot of autograph signings there. I see yeah. a bunch of adults. So you think uh, Clay was an, an idiot or a nerd because he got Manny Pacquiao to sign a pair of boxing gloves for him? Yeah. Really? I yeah. think that's bad. I Manny think, Pacquiao. I think Pacquiao should be asking Clay 
to sign. No, something. no, no. Wait a minute now. Let's not disrespect Pacquiao <laughs> yeah. now. This man is a world. Tell him, tell him oh, you must have don't follow boxing. How big, man. huge Pacquiao uh, is. So you think that was wrong for Clay to, to get a Pacquiao uh, pair of boxing gloves signed? I have no problem with that. Well, they, there you go. Adult asking an adult. But I, but I wonder. I, I just, and what about? Oh, he also got a Roger Federer. Here's uh, here's, here's, here's the, What's wrong with that? Here's the origin of my of my anger. Really quick, it's a. I think it's a little bit different though. When a professional athlete does it with another professional athlete, because right. at that point, that's really game recognized my, game. My your peers. My issue is when somebody walks, like Mike Trout, will walk over off off the outfield and he'll start signing stuff, and like there's a bunch of kids on the rail, and like ten adults swarm over the kids and overpower them and hand stuff to Trout, well, and the kids get screwed. Well, it's like when the adult tries to grab the foul ball yeah. and trample six kids <laughs> along the way. Like, right. seriously, grow up. Yeah, yeah. Like, if, up. A, if you're fighting a kid for a foul ball, you're a loser. If you're yeah. fighting a kid for a blank, yeah. you're a loser. Yeah, it just yeah. doesn't make any sense. Okay, so we're going to do something kind of fun here coming up. I asked Andy and Michael, did you both complete your assignment? Yes, yes. I did. Okay. I think my list is the best. All right, we're going to... Bergman will be the <laughs> sole arbiter okay. of who has the best... Best <laughs> does, he have, does he have a list All right, too? So, no, I do not. He does not. So he got a list? No. Oh, hell no. Chris Jericho <laughs> got a list? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. You're on the list. So here's what you I just made the list. Andy and Michael to do. I said, come up with the five most underrated players in the NBA. And there are only two rules. All right? The two rules are, A, they can never have been on an all-star team. If they're an all-star, they're ineligible. B, they can never have been on an all-NBA team, first, second, or third team, if they are ineligible. Everybody else is eligible. We we did not discuss amongst ourselves, so this could be 15 different people, but I'll be shocked if it is. I think we're all going to land on some of the same people. Bergman will decide uh, who has the best team. The all-underrated team next, ESPN LA.